Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome in, podcast listeners. We've got an absolute loaded show for you. Uh, Paul Kaharski from the Outkick 360 in the first hour. My buddy Todd Furman from the Fox Bet Live show in the second hour. And Petros Papadakis with the walk-up music of Taylor Swift. Resplendent, as always, in the third hour of the program. All of this rolling your direction. The show's live, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, nationwide, in all 50 states. Go give us a five-star review. Danny G is going to be reading those soon. But in the meantime, you've got the podcast, and you can listen to it at your leisure. And it begins now. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern. 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What now becomes by far the biggest story in the NFL over the ensuing days, weeks, and potentially months is what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers and also what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. And what's interesting is I want to unpack and discuss in pretty good detail part of the time with my lawyer hat on where I think these stories are going and why they matter so much in the larger scale here. So let's start with the idea of Aaron Rodgers. I always like to go, as those of you out there who uh, who listen to the show regularly know, I like to go to the gambling markets and see what they are telling us about potential destinations. FanDuel.com slash Clay. I can go there and I can look at them. And by the way, we're going to talk. We're scheduled to anyway to Todd Furman in the second hour. So I'll have him break down this even better than I can do. But what the gambling markets are telling us is that Aaron Rodgers is potentially headed to Denver. Because the gambling markets have taken the Denver Broncos from around a 65 or 66 to 1 Super Bowl contender 
That means for every $1, you would get back 66. They were a big underdog, not considered one of the best teams in the NFL by far. In fact, considered one of the worst teams in the NFL. Two, as rumors have continued to circle that Aaron Rodgers is potentially headed to the Denver Broncos, that number is now around 20 to 1 at a variety of different places. Why have those numbers moved? And why have we also saw the Green Bay Packers start to back up as a favorite as well uh, in the Super Bowl marketplace? It's because there is a lot of smoke that Aaron Rodgers is going to go to Denver. And that's where I believe he is going to take his first snap of the 2021 season. I believe Aaron Rodgers will play. I think the Broncos will work out a trade with the Packers to ship Aaron Rodgers from the NFC to the AFC based on what I have heard, based on reading the markets. I think Aaron Rodgers to the Denver Broncos is going to happen. Other clear indication that it might happen was what happened on Thursday. Sitting at the ninth spot, the Denver Broncos had the opportunity to draft Justin Fields or Mac Jones, and instead they decided to opt for a corner. That's despite the fact that the only two real quarterbacks on their roster right now are Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. And neither of those guys makes very much money. I think combined, they are going to cost the Broncos around $5 million at the quarterback position. That is nothing in the grand scheme of things. There is not a single team that has a quarterback duo that costs less than that in the entirety of the NFL. So the Broncos had a really clear opportunity to go get Justin Fields at nine, to go get Mac Jones at nine, to decide to draft their quarterback of the future, and they passed on it. Why would they pass on it, given how good those options were and how many rumors there were out there that Justin Fields in particular was a guy that the Broncos wanted? Instead, they let the Bears trade up at 11 and go get Justin Fields, and they themselves passed on Fields and on Mac Jones. The only real reason to me that is rational for the Broncos to have made that choice, or I guess you could say they didn't like either quarterback. That's always a possibility. But it's because I think they believe they are going to get Aaron Rodgers signed, sealed, and delivered in Denver, and that is what the gambling markets are telling us right now. So Aaron Rodgers goes public on Thursday, says, I want out. The gambling markets continue to move in a direction that discusses and and debates uh, would say, instead of me just sitting here talking to you about it, the dollars are coming in on the Broncos in a way that reflects that Aaron Rodgers is likely to be going there. And the dollars are coming off of the Green Bay Packers in a way that suggests that Aaron Rodgers may be moving from there. Now, The gambling markets can fluctuate. There certainly are still a lot of details to be worked out, but I think that's the number one story that we are being told right now in the NFL in the offseason. Okay, that's the Aaron Rodgers side of the equation. Here's the other biggest story in the NFL that's going on, Deshaun Watson. And I keep talking about this story because, frankly, the silence is stunning to me. 22 different women have accused Deshaun Watson of sexual assault. The Houston Texans made the decision with their first pick in the draft, remember they didn't have a first or a second round guy, to go get Davis Mills out of Stanford. Why did they do that? Because they are desperate, I believe, to try and figure out their quarterback position. Right now, there aren't a lot of available players that are proven 
And theoretically, the Houston Texans are now Terod Taylor's team with Davis Mills potentially able to challenge him. That is the weakest, even weaker than the Broncos, who with Drew Locke and with Teddy Bridgewater. To me, by far, the Houston Texans now have a historically weak quarterback duo in the history of the NFL. Been a lot of bad quarterback duos, but Terod Taylor, not very good. And so far, we have no idea what Davis Mills is going to be capable of. So a historically bad duo, and the Texans didn't have a lot of other options out there among quarterbacks. They don't want to give up any more picks. So reading the tea leaves, it was not surprising that they went in and grabbed Davis Mills. But what that pick tells me is that Deshaun Watson is done in Houston. Now, it remains to be seen whether Deshaun Watson has any substantial trade value But I think the Texans, by taking Davis Mills, are effectively letting everybody know, hey, we're done with Deshaun Watson. We don't think he's going to play in 2021. We are finished with our future franchise quarterback now. And I think, as I've been saying for a long time, there are legitimate questions about how long Deshaun Watson is going to be out, particularly as it pertains to whether or not there might be criminal charges brought in Houston against him, which would add even more difficulty to this situation. But... Where I see these two stories connected is you had quarterbacks who went public and demanded trades. Now, there's a big difference to me between Aaron Rodgers at the age of 37 being fed up with nine of the 10 first-round picks of the Broncos over the last decade being defensive players and also the only first-round pick who's been an offensive player being Jordan Love. So I don't – and Deshaun Watson was just upset over the way – that the, the Bill O'Brien basically managed the Houston Texans. But remember, when Bill O'Brien, for instance, went to go get Laramie Tunsil and gave up all the assets that he did, he wasn't anticipating that the Houston Texans were going to fall to 4-12. and 12. He thought Laramie Tunsil was going to be able to protect the blind side of his franchise quarterback. That move was made with Deshaun Watson in mind. So that shouldn't really be something that Deshaun Watson is angry about because the 4-12 and Texans ending up having to trade a third overall pick, nobody would have really anticipated, certainly not Bill O'Brien, that the Texans would fall flat on their face there with a healthy Deshaun Watson. In fact, if you want to spin forward a negative narrative, it would be, hey, Deshaun Watson, you're angry about going 4-12, and but with the money that the Texans have committed to you, that's the reason why they commit that money to you so that 4-12 and 12 never becomes a reality as long as you're healthy. You played in all 16 games and the team still stunk. That is partly your fault because, again, the Laramie Tunsil trade was about trying to protect you. So I think the Texans are letting it be known that they're done with Deshaun Watson. I tossed this out a bit yesterday, but I want to expand upon it right now. If I were the Houston Texans, I would be on the phone right now with the Green Bay Packers saying, hey, we'll trade you Deshaun Watson for Aaron Rodgers. Now, I don't know that Aaron Rodgers would agree to play with Houston. I think certainly he wants to win a championship and it doesn't feel like the Houston Texans are very close to being able to contend for a championship. So I think Aaron Rodgers would shoot it down. But the reason why I would make that call is you don't know exactly what the Packers might be willing to say as it pertains to Deshaun Watson. 
it's a major risk, and I think a lot of owners would run in the opposite direction to even think about grabbing Deshaun Watson. But it's a conversation that I think should happen. And there aren't that many teams that are desperate enough to make a deal like that. I'll give you another one. A part of me, and I know the Steelers are an expertly run franchise, but the Steelers right now have an aging quarterback in Ben Roethlisberger. They have got Mason Rudolph, who it appears they're going to give a chance to be the guy to replace uh, Ben Roethlisberger based on the contract that they've signed him. Mike Tomlin does an incredible job either getting guys to buy in or shipping them out of town. Le'Veon Bell didn't buy in. He's basically been unheard of since. To his credit, he found a way Antonio Brown did to win a Super Bowl ring, but the star-crossed tenure of Antonio Brown after he left Pittsburgh suggests that Mike Tomlin is a great coach at not only being able to you know, sort of motivate his guys, but also at keeping all sorts of dissension in-house. So a part of me, if I were the Pittsburgh Steelers, would be potentially inquiring about the idea of Deshaun Watson. Again, because in a year, you're going to have to move on from Ben Roethlisberger maybe. Maybe you take the risk on Deshaun Watson right now. Same thing with Washington. Ron Rivera's team is stacked on the defensive side of the ball. I think they're actually going to be one of the surprises. It wouldn't stun me if they won the NFC East this year if Ryan Fitzpatrick can just play decent and consistent, which has always been sort of the challenge for him. Fitzmagic can go up and down in a big way, game to game, certainly uh, month to month. There's not a lot of consistency to it. But if he could play well, they're a contender. If he doesn't play well, if I'm Washington, I'm getting on the phone with Houston. Because I think, based on drafting Davis Mills, that the Texans would love to wash their hands of Deshaun Watson. And I think the price that Deshaun Watson would cost right now is so far down the flow chart that if you have, this is honestly one of those rare situations where you need a great legal team. Like we talked yesterday about Dr. David Chow and the importance of being able to have a good medical advising team to look over all the details as it pertains to whether or not a guy's going to be able to be healthy or not in the season, whether he's going to have a long career uh, as a part of the draft. This is where you need like a team of high-end legal advisors and say, okay, what's the worst-case scenario for Deshaun Watson? I'll tell you. The worst-case scenario is he never plays another football game. Best-case scenario, he settles all 22 of these uh, civil charges, never any criminal charges filed. He gets suspended for six or eight games as a result, and he's able to play even by the end of the 2021 season. Regardless... The Texans are willing to move on for him from him. If you were willing to give up a 2022 first-round draft pick, even if you don't know where that pick is going to be, I think it's possible that you could get Deshaun Watson. If I'm the Steelers, if I am the Washington football team, those are calls that I am making right now. And while I think Aaron Rodgers is likely going to Denver, I also think that's a call that the Denver Broncos should make. Because even if you have to deal with that risk, 
I think what you could say as an owner or a GM is, look, we're not, uh, here's what I would say, right? If I had to go talk to the media, we're not making any determination about the legal issues that are facing Deshaun Watson. We are making a determination based on the talent on the football field that we have seen from Deshaun Watson. We believe he's going to resolve his legal issues with the NFL, with the civil courts, everyone involved here at some point in the near future. And when that happens, if he is then eligible to go to the football field, we think we are getting a heck of a football player who has learned a lot about the dangers in the way that he has to carry himself in the future. And we thought, based on conversations with Deshaun Watson and his representatives, that putting him in an entirely new city and an entirely new environment was the right choice. I understand you're going to criticize our decision because of the the off-the-field related incidents, but that is my thought process that we are getting a good player who is going to be a better person than he has been in the past in the years ahead. He's still very young, and I believe we are getting him at a cost where the benefit outweighs the risk. And so that's what I would say if I were the GM. If I were an owner, I would be willing to take the slings and arrows of criticism that would come from going to get Deshaun Watson. And I would take the risk that he might be out for a substantial period of time because I think the payoff in the event that he is able to play again is potentially worth it in a substantial way. So I floated the idea of the Packers having an interest in Deshaun Watson because of the issue with Aaron Rodgers. I haven't heard anybody else talking about it. I would say the Denver Broncos, who I think is going to get Aaron, who are I think are going to get Aaron Rodgers based on the odds markets. I would also make a call about Deshaun Watson and just looking at the larger scope and universe out there. Washington and uh, and Pittsburgh are going to be in the quarterback market by next year. You can wait. But if Deshaun Watson resolves all these issues, his cost is going to go up. You lose some of your negotiating leverage right now. The, the weekend after, the Houston Texans have gone and drafted Davis Mills. I don't know how they could give you any clearer of a sign that they want out of the Deshaun Watson business than what they are saying right now. And I think now would be the time to potentially pounce and consider if you have good legal experts and if they are analyzing this case in a smart way, potentially making the move on from... Deshaun Watson and trying to get him for a relatively reduced price now the downside there remains it's possible that Deshaun Watson never plays another football game it's possible that he is never out there again ever on the field and I think that is the danger but I think the risk reward now is potentially out there for somebody who's willing to take that risk and who is willing to take the criticism that comes with taking that risk I'll ask Paul Kaharski about this here in a minute. He is uh, the newest member of, one of the newest members of the OutKick universe. He is in the OutKick 360, uh, and he will join us to break down everything that happened in the NFL draft from his perspective. Uh, Quarterbacks out there, the five that went in the top 15. Does he buy into my theory about Davis Mills going to the Texans and what a big deal that is? Uh, And many other angles to hit in the world of the NFL draft. That will be in the next segment. This is OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Joined now by Paul Kaharski, Outkick 360, every single day, 12 Eastern, 11 Central, 10 o'clock Mountain, and 9 o'clock Pacific. They are rolling through all the big stories. They'll be on later today as well. Paul, appreciate you hanging out with us. A bunch of different things to dive into as we work throughout the program. Uh, But let's start here. Aaron Rodgers and that story basically overtook the entirety of the NFL draft, whatever you think of the other quarterbacks, and we'll get to them and those guys that were drafted. If you were assessing the situation at large right now, how do you think the Aaron Rodgers situation plays out? Whose side, to the extent that you have to pick a side, are you on here, the Packers or Aaron Rodgers? Do you think he will be in Green Bay for week one? How would you sort of break down this story in general? I understand why he's upset. Um, and uh, look, you got to communicate better with your franchise quarterback. But he's a, he's an odd, odd dude. I mean, we know he, he you know he's had his his family troubles. He, he he doesn't communicate with them. I mean, that's his personal business and all of that. 
I kind of flipped on him, uh, Clay, on, on Thursday when the, when the stuff came out. You know, I, I'd like the guy to step forward and say what he wants. He didn't have a trouble stepping forward and saying what he wants about Jeopardy. But he's he's very cryptic um, publicly. You know, uh, my future is a beautiful mystery. I, I think we'd be having a field day with a guy like that in a lot of other circumstances. Um, seemed to indicate, you know, uh, to Tariko, he was surprised that it came out. And he, he's, he's controlling what comes out and what doesn't come out. So I think he kind of plays both sides of the fence, likes to remain lovable with the fans. Without, you know, I respect that Russell Wilson really came out and said what his problems were with Seattle. So I tend to lean with the team here. They're not going to fire their GM. They've come out and they've said they botched the communication over the Jordan Love pick. I understand that Aaron Rodgers is a big reason it's a very stable organization, but it's a very stable organization. He's not going to find very many situations that are better. Um, and, and I think he should give him a chance to patch things up uh, and move forward. I think they could play hardball here. It's going to cost him an awful lot of money to not report. I know he's filthy rich. I doubt he's retiring and going to do Jeopardy. Jeopardy has to want him. And I don't want to see him have all the power because it slants things towards the NBA where uh, a star player can take control of a franchise, and I think that starts us down a dangerous path. Doesn't he have a real objection here, though, when you look at in the last 10 years, the first pick that the uh, Green Bay Packers have taken in the la- nine of the last 10 years has been a defensive player, and the only year they've added an offensive weapon in the first round was Jordan Love, the guy who would theoretically replace him. I mean, I understand your perspective in general. To me, this is closer to Tom Brady, where Aaron Rodgers has basically given his entire career to the Green Bay Packers. They went out and drafted a guy in Jordan Love that they believe is going to be his replacement. And then he put forward the best season ever. And then in the offseason, he says, I, I don't want to be here anymore. I don't trust you guys. I mean, I think that's a fair perspective. You clearly have made the decision that you believe I'm on the back end of my career. I'd like for you to trade me to a team that is after me. I mean, I don't think, in other words, like the Deshaun Watson story, and we talked about this a little bit to start the story, uh, start the show, he's 25 years old. And so they, the reason why they blew it with the Laramie Tunsil trade was because they were trying to protect him. They didn't think they were going to go 4-12. and 12. Like, you have to kind of play through sometimes some bad seasons if you're going to be a long-range quarterback in the NFL. I can understand, and I'm not talking about the -the off-the-field things, but I can understand why Deshaun Watson could be upset. But at 25, I see a difference than I do looking at Aaron Rodgers and saying, hey, it's been a decade basically since we won a Super Bowl. You haven't drafted anybody at the top of the draft to help me here. And I just want to finish my career at a place that really wants me whatever he is, the seventh or eighth highest paid quarterback in the NFL, I see those as kind of different situations. And I don't think that many quarterbacks are going to find themselves in an Aaron Rodgers-like situation where they're first ballot ballot Hall of Famers. They've already won. I mean, this feels a little bit more like, to me, Matthew Stafford, where Matthew Stafford's finally just done with the Lions and says, hey, get me out of here. And the Packers are not willing to make that same move for Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Well, I get, I get what you're saying, and, and the draft stuff is upsetting for sure. But they have, uh, you know, re-signed his top receiver. They have re-signed his running back who could have left. They did give him uh, massive bonus money and a very good contract at the time. They've done well to uh, keep him on a year-to-year thing, which is good business dealings by them. You know, he, he should have negotiated 
better. And it's not Matthew Stafford-like because Detroit stinks traditionally. The Packers have been in the thick of things for a good while here. Back-to-back NFC Championship games, they were at home. You know, they made a really bad decision with that field goal and stuff, but they changed coaches when things got stale with McCarthy. And LaFleur's done a pretty good job of maintaining things outside of that terrible field goal choice and everything, which is really well documented. I don't disagree with a lot of what you're saying, but I don't know how easy it is to find a, a far better situation. And, you know, is he going to go and transform a team the way Brady did? Maybe. But his team is damn close right yeah. now, too. And, you know, he didn't get a first-round pick, but he did get a second-round pick in Amari Rogers, right? Um, so, uh, I, I don't know. I, I would hope that they could kiss and make up. And, you know, Jordan Love being there is, is a complicated, ugly deal. So was uh, so was Aaron Rodgers being there for Brett Favre. So he's gone through it from from the other side. That's kind of how the business works. So how does so my argument? I'm curious what you would say if the Packers are going to try to make up in some way with Aaron Rodgers. The only way that I could see they could do it is by moving on from Jordan Love. In other words, making the decision: Hey, we're going to go ahead. And send this uh, and send this pick somewhere else, even if we don't get a great value for it, and then sign Aaron Rodgers to an extension that makes him one of the highest paid players in the NFL. I don't know how many more years Aaron Rodgers wants to play, but based on the MVP season that he just had, it would seem that he has two or three more years, certainly, where he could play still at a high caliber of uh, of athleticism and performance. Sure. Is that the solution? How would you solve this if he is going to return to Green Bay? Yeah, you got to make them feel loved, pardon the pun, with the Jordan love thing. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I I don't know if you have to deal them. You just say, look, your ultimate successor's here. That's for the good of the franchise that you love. But we don't feel them breathing down your neck by any means. You're the, the, the damn I think MVP. the cha- yeah, I think the challenge with that, Paul, is he's only got four years guaranteed. He's not going to play next year if Aaron Rodgers is back. And if they're signing him to a multi-year deal, to me, the real story here is the Packers whiffed on how many years they thought Aaron Rodgers had left. They did. They did. They, they totally. Show them the love with the contract. Show them the love with the contract and the money. Give them a lot guaranteed now. Maybe give them some dummy years at the end, which are becoming more popular, where you can spread that, that uh, new bonus out over future years that maybe he's not even going to be playing. Um, maybe he doesn't even think you're going to be playing. And that cap's going to explode, not next year, but then after that. Uh, I think everybody's anticipating that. And so uh, I think you've shown the love first and foremost with, uh, with new money. New money usually does, does the trick. And you've got to kiss his, kiss his behind uh, and really make him, make him feel it. And uh, it starts with the GM, uh, who he wants fired. He's not going to get him fired, but good and cursed. Um, you you got to – that guy's kiss and make up in, in pro sports. they got to find a way to make that happen. What do you think about the timing? I mean, it seems clear that Aaron Rodgers' team sat around and said, hey, you know, everybody's paying attention to the NFL on this Thursday. We're going to go ahead and leak this story because it could have come out – other days right it seems designed to embarrass the Packers to put pressure on them on a day when everybody's got sort of the microscope focused on the NFL well I think maybe they thought dude this is this is we can force a trade here like if we can really make this an ultimatum maybe they should have leaked it a few days earlier to really force them to make a trade the communication thing goes beyond the Jordan Love thing if they promised him they were going to trade him that's really stupid 
first go get the trade in place and then come back and say, look, we can deal you. If, if we, you want to end this, we've got something lined up here and we can end this amicably uh, because we've got something lined up. You can't say we're going to trade you and then go out and not find the market. And how could you not find the market? I mean, San Francisco gave up the world to move up to three. You couldn't have gotten that deal for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, it looks like a pretty damn good deal to get to restock the cupboard and set things up for Jordan Love if you're really ready to move on. So uh, I think the timing embarrasses them, but also maybe it's your last chance for them to make a trade that's going to net them anything that's helpful to them this year. Because now if you're dealing him, all the, you know you might get one player back in the trade, but then it's about draft picks that aren't going to do anything for you until this time next year. We're talking to Paul Kaharski. Uh, how would you assess the teams that did best in your mind in the draft now that Thursday, Friday, Saturday is in the past? Any teams that really stood out to you? Any picks that you thought this is going to have a truly immediate impact in a major way? I have three that I really like, and uh, two of them are in the same division. I, I really think the AFC East is going in a good direction. I was not big on New England. And uh, and the spending spree and free agency, which don't usually go well, maybe they'll wind up being an exception. Buffalo's really good in that division, and uh, and I think Miami's going a great direction. I like Jalen Waddle. I like Jalen Phillips, though. I think that that concussion thing is a big concern, and I'm surprised that hasn't been talked about as much as the Titans' concerns with Caleb Farley in the back. I mean, I think it's more likely to me that Jalen Phillips. It suffers at least another concussion, and we know those get exponentially worse. But the guy, if 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 the head doesn't become an issue, is a heck of a pass rusher. Liam Eisenberg, the the offensive tackle, and Hunter Long. That's a nice four pack for Miami, a team that's trending up to me. And you know, Zach Wilson's grown on me. They get him Elijah Vera Tucker, Elijah Moore, and Michael Carter, who's quick a good wide zone running back, maybe more than a third down back. I think Sam Darnold has to be looking at that and just wondering how this guy gets drafted second and gets immediate help, the likes of which he never saw. But I think those two drafts put those two teams on the upswing. The Jets have a lot farther to go. Miami was already on the upswing. AFC East, very intriguing to me. And I think Carolina already had a pretty good roster. Um, They had J.C. Horn. Marshall, Brady Christensen, Tremble, and Davion Nixon. I think those are all pretty good players. I think Carolina positioning itself nicely in a division there where Tampa Bay is obviously king, but pretty wide open after that. With uh, with Atlanta, who, who I like to to make a bit of a comeback, and New Orleans, who I think you know probably sinks in the first year post Breeze. Uh, I, I like their administration and, and coaching now, Carolina, if they can revive uh, revive Darnold. Can you come back with us for five or six minutes here to finish the hour? Sure. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. 
Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know O O O O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield? wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Paul Kaharski hanging out with us here to finish the first hour. By the way, Todd Furman scheduled to join us in the second hour and Petros Papadakis in the third hour. Uh, Paul, let's uh, dive into uh, to, to this text. You covered the Houston Texans quite a bit over the years. First pick they had was in the third round. They went with Davis Mills out of Stanford. I take that as a sign that they anticipate that Deshaun Watson is never playing for the Houston Texans again. Fair or foul to have that read of that pick? Well, I mean, 
it's hard to count on him for anything. Uh, you know, he didn't want to be back in the first place. He'd probably be begging to come back now if and yeah. when the legal stuff sorts itself out. Casario, the GM, says, you know, it doesn't impact any player individually. I think that's uh, one of those silly press conference comments that doesn't make any sense. But uh, they've obviously lined up quarterbacks to cover themselves and be ready to go forward without Watson. And uh, I think you've got to prepare for that, consider him gravy. And I would imagine that once things are behind him, uh, Watson, they'd like to deal him. It's going to be at uh, you know much cheaper cost than it once would have been, uh, much cheaper price. But it's the kind of thing where he probably disappears for a good while, maybe even for the entire season, and then he comes back and he's uh, probably turns into the darling reclamation project that we've seen with somebody like Mike Vick, um, and, and it's in a new destination. I know, obviously, we've all talked a ton about the five quarterbacks that ended up going in the top 15. Where do you think uh, these quarterbacks have gone who have the best early opportunity for success? So not just analyzing their overall talent, but the fit now that we know that, the, you know, for instance, Trey Lance has gone to the 49ers, which we didn't know where he was going to end up or who the 49ers were going to take. Mac Jones out to uh, the Patriots and Justin Fields to the Bears. Who would you want to buy stock in among the rookie quarterbacks now that, now that we know the full fit of those five? Well, we know there's no way all five of them pan out based on the percentages we've seen in the past. Lawrence is awfully talented, and uh, you know I, I would I would I would bet on him to do well. Zach Wilson, I wasn't real high on, but I saw some great analysis on ESPN where they showed that that throw he had at his pro day, and you shouldn't get excited about a pro day throw. But then ESPN did a phenomenal job layering some very specific plays from uh, the 49ers and from somebody else that runs that similar system of that exact throw being put into play. Um, and Michael LaFleur, now the, the play caller with the Jets, you know, right out of that Shanahan tree. And they showed George Kittle running that play, and I, I can't remember who else. So I thought it was an excellent piece of analysis by them. Um, so I'm a little higher on Wilson than I was before. I think anybody's going to do well in Shanahan's system. Uh, I think, you know, Lance, it, it's going to take some time. I think Fields went, frankly, from being maybe the most underrated guy to being the most overrated guy in the span of the draft from the uh, everybody's forgetting about him to the, the drama of the Bears trade up. And I was kind of amazed by the change of fortune for a guy where everybody's down on him and then everybody's up on him in the span of a couple hours. And Mac Jones, you know, lands in in a good spot for him. I hope he doesn't get crushed by the Brady comparisons, which is an awfully unfair thing to do. But there are obviously a lot lot of similarities with him getting started there outside of being drafted 15th as opposed to 199th. Talking to Paul Kaharski, Outkick 360, noon Eastern, 11 Central, 10 Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific every single day. YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, you can find it kind of everywhere. You can go find it at the Outkick accounts and at the Outkick 360 account as well. Do you buy into, last question for you, do you buy into Julio Jones truly being on the market down in Atlanta? And if he is, what is his value? 
I mean, the word that's been out there from league insiders who kind of have a feel is that he'd be worth a second rounder, which seems to me to be a very reasonable price. He's not the same guy he was, you know, three or four years ago, but still, uh, you know, supremely uh, intriguing guy who's going to help a team. Titans, as you know, uh, didn't address wide receivers sufficiently in the draft. Um, Even if they like the guys they have, I would think that that they'd be a prime candidate to give up a second rounder for Julio Jones if they could make the money work because A.J. Brown's going to be doubled constantly and never get a favorable matchup given that they don't have sufficient replacements for Corey Davis, who went to the Jets, and for Johnny Smith, who went to the Patriots. So on that alone, and he's a huge admirer of AJ uh, of Julio Jones, sorry, um, it would make a, make sense. Uh, but I think, you know, it makes sense for him to stay in Atlanta, too, with Calvin Ridley and now Pitts and to stack up the weapons. So I think it would be uh, in large degree, a money move for them as well, which is why it wouldn't be until after June 1st, because that helps them spread out the salary cap hit into 2022 with the dead money that they'd be absorbing. So it's going to be a storyline for us, for you, for everybody, um, at least until June 1st, June 2nd. It also uh, seems a we little bit... See. Yeah, like a surprise there, because if you're doubling down on Matt Ryan, which I think it's fair to say that the Falcons did when they drafted Kyle Pitts at four overall, I understand salary cap ramifications, but it would also seem a bit strange to do that and then also move on from Julio Jones, who's been sort of the rabbin to Matt Ryan's Batman throughout their time in Atlanta. Yeah, I I tend to agree. But, you know, if they're forecasting a downturn and he's been banged up and they've got Calvin Ridley, who's awfully good, they just picked up his fifth-year option, and now you're bringing in Pitts, who's who's pretty much a receiver in a lot of these situations. I don't have the rest rest of their depth chart in front of me, but they're they're pretty good at receiver, and will be uh, you know uh, awfully good with a healthy Julio Jones, but still pretty good without him too. Uh, you know, some teams like to be proactive and smart when they see the downturn coming. So it's possible between the money and forecasting what they expect from him, they'd rather be a year too early than a year too late. Um, you know, and if Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot see that coming, maybe they pull the plug. Good stuff as always, Paul Kaharski, the Outkick 360, hour one in the books, a sports fairy tale collapsing. I'll tell you what it was. This is Outkick on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What kind of fun is waiting for you at Kings Island? The holy cow, we're way too high and here comes the drop kind of fun. The make a splash all summer kind of fun. The I can't believe I ate that whole funnel cake. Let's get another kind of fun. But most importantly, at Kings Island, you'll find for the fun of it kind of fun. Don't wait to start your fun season. Kings Island is now open on weekends.